Thank you. 
Five minutes after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nahum Siegel. Welcome to a Thursday. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program. Today is Shavas Batamus. Today is a public fast day in our uh, global community. And um, today begins our three weeks format. Slow and inspirational music here at JM and the AM. Coming up, Shlomo Katz. Charlie Harari, or by Ari Khan, all part of this Shivasar Batamla's presentation here at JM in the AM. Say, 
Thursday morning, JM in the AM. We're calling it our Shivasarva Tammuz special. And I welcome all of you around the world who are tuned in. We have a big day today, a real Shivasarva Tammuz special because of the lineup that we're going to be featuring. And in addition to that, we are being carried live by our friends at World Mizrahi. Uh, you can find it either on uh, youtube.com slash world Mizrahi. Again, youtube.com slash world Mizrahi. Or by visiting the special three weeks video on demand site, Mizrahi.org slash three weeks. That's three weeks spelled out T H R E E W E E K S. Mizrahi.org slash three weeks. And uh, click on the JM and the AM Shivasar Batama special, and you'll be able to see it live right now. So those are a couple of options about how you can see our special. The special uh, will include, and this is why it's it's uh, called a special, uh, because Shlomo Katz, Rabbi Ari Khan, and Charlie Harari will all be participating with us this morning between now and 9 o'clock Eastern time. In terms of what you'll be able to see, it's only uh, me inside our studio here in New York City. Uh, so that's what you'll be able to see. But obviously, if you uh, log in through any of our broadcast avenues, or if you go to youtube.com slash world Mizrahi, or Mizrahi.org slash three weeks, spelled out three weeks, and click on the JM name, show us a time special, you'll be able to hear and see what's going on on a uh, Thursday morning at the JM in the AM. So that's what's happening. That's what's uh, going on here. And I thank you all for uh, tuning in. I want to thank those um, who've been supporting us here at JM in the AM by going to the fjbunity.org site, fjbunity.org, and it is much appreciated. Listener Murray, who's been an amazing and incredible friend of ours, Gave us a very generous donation last night, and I thank him. Uh, listener Leo donated last night in honor of Mayor Weingarten. I thank you for that. Um, see what else we have here. Uh, listener Suri, a twice-high donation in honor of Nahum Siegel. Much appreciated. That came in last night. And a uh, listener Judy... Um, a repeat donation of $18 to thank Avrami Finkelstein for playing a request on each show, for Mark's Erev Shabbos show for playing uh, Micha Gammerman and Eitan Freilich and the Portnoy Brothers, the continued success of the NSN, the Spread Jewish Music and News, and present Rabbi Yudin and Harry Rothenberg weekly. And I thank you for that. Uh, if you want to support us, it's fjbunity.org, fjbunity.org, and again, I thank everybody. Uh, tomorrow on an Erev Shabbos, on a Friday edition of JM and the AM, we will in fact have, as we have every Friday, Harry Rothenberg in the 7 o'clock hour and Rabbi Yudin in the 8 o'clock hour, all about Parshas Pinchas for this week. Because today's Shabbos Shabbatamos will read a different Haftorah than Parshas Pinchas this Shabbos. Once Parshas Pinchas is read after Shabbos Shabbatamos, the first of the uh, three sad Haftorahs are read, and that means that the Haftorah designated for Parshas Matos will be read this Shabbos, the first of the three sad Haftorahs, uh, the one for Matos, the one for Masse, and then, of course, the one for Dvarim, which is 
Shabbos Chazon, or the Haftorah that starts with the word Chazon. Um, Thursday morning broadcast, JM in the AM with 75 degrees, sunshine in New York and a high of 87, partly cloudy tonight, low 74, and tomorrow rain, high Friday of 80 degrees. Yerushalayim is at 80 right now, we're at 75 here in New York City as we say good morning at JM in the AM. I hope your fast is going fast and is going well so far. Uh, here in this part of the world, it's a long fast day. I think uh, I think our friends in Australia, if I'm not mistaken, have a pretty short fast day today. Where we're used to uh, on a Sarabateves, they've got now. Um, but anyway, for us here in the New York area, relatively long, even longer in some other places. And I thank you for joining us on the Shiva Batamos. The Shiva Batamos special, again, we'll uh, welcome uh, Shlomo Katz, Charlie Harari, Rabbi Ari Khan, two-hour um, broadcast between now and 9 a.m. You can uh, listen through any of our regular listening, uh, uh, any of the methods that you normally use to listen to us here at the Nahum Siegel Network. Plus today, this morning, courtesy of our friends at World Mizrahi, we are on YouTube. Uh, go to uh, youtube.com uh, slash World Mizrahi, youtube.com slash World Mizrahi. And you can also visit the three weeks video on demand site, Mizrahi.org slash three weeks, all spelled out, T-H-R-E-E, Mizrahi.org slash three weeks. Click on the JM Name Show Asurbatamu special, and uh, you will see everything live as we speak. More coming up. It is a Thursday morning edition of JM in the AM. We're hoping you're, uh, we're hoping you're, um, your fast is going well so far. Thanks for tuning in. Here's Cole Ish.
Adon Olam Asher Malach B'terem Kol Yitzir Nivra V'yein Nasa B'chef Sokol Atayim Melashen Mon Nikra V'yachareyo K'chlot Akol Levado Yiloch Nora V'hu Haya
Yeah. 
JM and the AM. That is our uh, Shivasar Batamu's special, if you will, here on a JM and the AM Thursday. And I thank you for tuning in. A uh, lot of material off of the uh, Suki and Ding Jerusalem uh, album done for the three weeks. Avrami Flam with uh, some of the selections you heard before that here at JM and the AM. Thursday morning on this 9th of July to 17th of Tammuz. Not only is it the fast of the 17th of Tammuz, um, and I hope your fast is going fast and well and uh, that it's inspiring, uh, but in addition, it's also the first day of the three weeks. Today, the three weeks begin. We go until Tishabov, until Erev Shabbos Nachamu on the final day of July. And um, I thank you for spending your Shavasar Batamas with us. People like Shlomo Katz in just a few minutes. Charlie Harari in the 8 o'clock hour. Rabbi Ari Khan in the 8 o'clock hour are going to be joining us for our Shavasar Batamas special here at JMNAM. Also, in addition to all the Nahum Siegel Network options of listening in and being part of this radio experience, on top of that, we're being carried right now by World Mizrahi at the following two locations. You can uh, hear us and watch us by going to youtube.com slash World Mizrahi. youtube.com slash World Mizrahi. You can also go to mizrahi.org slash three weeks. That's spelled out T-H-R-E-E. Mizrahi.org slash three weeks, and uh, then click on the JM and the AM Shavasar Batamos special, and uh, you'll see us live from our New York City studios on this fast day. The Power of Youth presents the Jewish Lego Masters. Jewish Lego Masters rebuild the world. 13 families are facing off live in a competition of who is the next Jewish Lego Master. It's July 9th today at 4 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, it's empowering Jewish kids to, worldwide to shine crea- creatively. And uh, you would, I guess you'd go to YouTube and search Jewish Lego Master, 4 p.m. today, Eastern Time. I don't have a, a less complicated address than that, frankly. It's America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program heard on listener-sponsored digital radio. Round the world on the web at NahumSiegel.com and the NahumSiegel Network, and of course on the beloved NSN app. This portion of NSN programming brought to you by our friends at A&H. Abel's and Hyman, kosher hot dog, sausage, and deli is the world's best. Available now at every Trader Joe's nationwide and at kosherdogs.net. Kosherdogs.net where you can enjoy a 10% discount with promo code radio. Keep that in mind. Galitzal in the background. Galitzal, Israel Army Radio, 2 p.m. newscast for a Thursday next. Okatov, easy fast from JMN. Galitzal, Shalom Rav, Ghan, Ilam, Ismailov, Vimashe, Korea, Akshav. 
מנהלי קופות החולים בקריאה נגד הוראת שר הבריאות אדלשטיין לביצוע בדיקות גם בקרב אזרחים שלא פיתחו תסמינים. בוועדה לענייני קורונה שנערכה בכנסת לפני זמן קצר, טען מנכ"ל קופת חולים לאומית ניסים אלון כי הבדיקות מיותרות ומייצרות עומס רב. מי שנחשף לחולה חיובי ואין לו סימפטומים, לפי הנחיות משרד הבריאות, הוא לא זכאי לבדיקה. העובדה שאמר השר, לכו להיבדק, מבלבל את הציבור. זה יצא לנו גידול בביקושים של 400 אחוז. ובתוך כך כתבתנו ליה ספילקין מעדכנת כי 1,231 נדבקים חדשים בנגיף קורונה אובחנו אתמול, ובנוסף נרשמה עלייה במספר החולים המונשמים. ברקע ההגבלות החדשות למיגור התפרצות הקורונה בישראל, בשירות התעסוקה מדווחים על זינוק במספר המפוטרים במשק. שיעור האבטלה נכון לעכשיו עומד על 21%, שהם כ-850,000 בני אדם. ידיעה שהעבירה כתבתנו ניב יגור. המועצה להשכלה גבוהה אישרה את מתווה הבחינות באקדמיה. עד עשרה אחוזים מהמבחנים התקיימו בקמפוסים. כתבנו לענייני חינוך, דורון קדוש, שהביא את הפרטים, מוסר שלכל מוסד תינתן אפשרות הבחירה מהן הבחינות שידרשו נוכחות בכיתות. השר להשכלה גבוהה זאב אלקין בירך על ההחלטה. אני שמח שהצלחנו ביחד להתגבש להצעה שעברה פה אחד, הצעה שמצד אחד שומרת על בריאותם של הסטודנטים ובני משפחותיהם לפי דרישות משרד הבריאות. ומצד שני מאפשרת למוסדות להשכלה גבוהה במסגרת החופש האקדמי שלהם לבנות מחדש את לוח הבחינות רשות האוכלוסין וההגירה תרחיב את האישור לכניסת עובדים זרים בתחום הסיעוד בתקופת הקורונה. נוכח מצוקת המטופלים הסיעודיים, אישר היום שר הפנים אריה דרעי את הרחבת המתווה, שיכלול גם כניסת עובדים חדשים שיגיעו למטופלים בעלי היתר העסקה. חשד לפשע שנאה על רקע לאומני באזור אריאל. נזקים התגלו על מספר כלי רכב בכפר לובן השרקיה. כתבנו שחר גליק. על פי הדיווח נוקבו גם גלגלי אוטובוס כשעליו רוסס מגן דוד אדום עם הכיתוב ניקח גורלנו בידינו. המשטרה נערכת לכניסה לכפר לצורך חקירת האירוע. בתגובה מארגון תג מאיר נמסר, כוחות הביטחון של מדינת ישראל לא עוצרים את פעילי הטרור, שמקום מושבם ידוע ופעילותם מתועדת. קריס פרום, הנחשב לאחד מרוכבי האופניים הטובים בהיסטוריה, חתם בקבוצת הרכיבה הישראלית, ישראל סטארט-אפ ניישן. מדווח כתבנו אורן פדידה. הבריטי בן ה-35, שזכה ארבע פעמים בטור דה פרנס, חתם בקבוצה הישראלית של המיליארדר היהודי-קנדי סילבן אדמס, והצטרף לשורותיה בעונה הבאה, הוא צפוי להרוויח חמישה מיליון אירו בעונה. במעמד החתימה אמר פרום כי הוא נלהב להצטרף למסע של הקבוצה, ובטוח בהצלחה לפרום, מזג האוויר נאה עם ירידה קלה בטמפרטורות. אלה החדשות שעורך אלעזר בן לולו. JM in the AM, our news from Israel on this Thursday morning, Shiva Sarbatamuz, and I thank you for joining us. Uh, it is our Shiva Sarbatamuz special. Last night, um, our wonderful friend Murray Halpern, um, in addition to... Um, contributing a very generous amount at fjbunity.org, which he always does. He and the uh, Halpern family always supporting us and encouraging us to go forward and to keep growing here at JM&AM and the Nahum Siegel Network. Uh, he mentioned uh, during the, uh, or, or in the dedication of the um, of the donation that today, Shivasar Batamu's 5780 uh, would be the 100th birthday of the amazing Sam Halpern. Uh, the great survivor, the great uh, philanthropist, the great Jewish leader, 
um, whose name lives on in so many ways throughout the global Jewish community. And uh, I just wanted to make sure to uh, to mention it, to pay tribute, and to acknowledge that today's Shiva Sarvatamas would have been Sam Halpern's 100th birthday. And um, in tribute to him and his memory, uh, Murray recommended this track um, from uh, Sam Halpern's album called Menucha Vesimcha here at JM in the AM. Okay. In memory of the great Sam Halpern, uh, who um, would have been 100 years old today on Shiva Serbatamos, and we remember him fondly, and we do that selection, uh, which was his selection, in honored memory of the great Sam Halpern here at JM in the AM. More coming up, including Shlomo Katz and more. It's a Shiva Serbatamos special, and you're listening to JM in the AM. <laughs> Oh, 
Sham in the AM, we're calling it a Shivasar Batamu's special. Always seems strange to me to attach the word special to a day like Shivasar Batamu's, but I think it gets the, the point across media-wise of what we're doing here this morning. And people like Charlie Harari and Rabbi Ari Khan are going to be joining us later on. I told you that in the 7 o'clock hour, we'd be joined by the incredible Shlomo Katz. He's standing by. We'll get to him in a moment. I just want to remind everybody that in addition to all the traditional methods, um, with which you could listen to Jam Nam this morning. Our friends at World Mizrahi have also provided a YouTube link, youtube.com slash World Mizrahi. You can actually see what's going on here in the NSN studios. Pretty boring, frankly, but hey, there's a visual at least, and certainly you could hear the show, uh, youtube.com slash World Mizrahi. And also, you could go to the um, special three weeks video on demand site, mizrahi.org slash three weeks, and that is uh, spelled out. T-H-R-E-E, Mizrahi.org slash three weeks. Click on the JMNAM Shivasar Batamu special, and you will experience us uh, live um, on your computer, phone, etc. Uh, the amazing Shlomo Katz, who's been with us, uh, Baruch Hashem, uh, more often than not recently because of his uh, project of releasing uh, 40 songs in honor of his 40th birthday, uh, in fact, we love having him on the air so much, we wish it would have been 80 songs in honor of his 40th birthday, but okay, we'll settle for the 40. Um, he actually has um, has uh, has um, converted, let's put it that way, one of his most recent songs uh, into an a cappella version so that we can uh, uh, discuss the topic and hear the selection on this Shiva Serbatamos special. Shlomo Katz, a pleasure to welcome you back to JM in the AM. Thank you so much. Feels like home. I appreciate that. We want people like you. We want people like you to feel like home here. 
Thank you. Uh, and, Thank you and, and you are actually physically home because you are in Eretz Yisrael. You're in the city of Efrat. It's the afternoon for those people who, uh, uh, you know, who think that they're having a rough time listening in and having fasted till a quarter after seven a.m. You're already <laughs> you're already deep into the middle of today's fast day. Oh, sometimes when I uh, finish a fast day here, I'll just leave a, a voice note on my brother's. Uh, you know, I'm just like, you know, chowing down something. Yeah, just you know, just just to now, a now, now, Shlomo, in the spirit of Beit Adam Lachavero, is that a? Good... <laughs> I know, I'm kidding around, but I, but I was wondering if that's a good strategy for the three weeks. You know, <laughs> to, ta- to taunt those of us who are still fasting while you might already be eating later tonight. Anyway, yeah. um, look, I mean, the three weeks. This is a uh, this is a golden opportunity for people to keep in mind. It sort of reminds me of you know specific days that we designate on both the Jewish and secular calendar to commemorate certain things, because obviously there's certain themes that are year-round. But certain periods of time and certain days give us an opportunity to simply, you know, emphasize those things and really, you know, check that, that we are doing what we can to improve in those areas. And with that in mind, uh, you released a song recently which is so... Uh, on you know, so on target with the theme of the three weeks, and you've actually converted it, as we said, into an acapella selection. Tell us a little bit about Harani, the most recent song in the forty for the fortieth birthday of Rabbi Shlomo Katz. I never, uh, never did this before. I never actually had an acapella song, hmm. and I was very intrigued by uh, by this opportunity that we have. How, how can we pull it? How can we pull this off? And not do it with, you know, mouth, drum beats and everything, but just give over the niggun, the niggun for itself. So this song is, um, is, a, is very close to my heart because it came out from learning. We spent a number of summers ago, we spent the summer learning about the mitzvah of, uh, of Avat Yisrael. The, you know, the mitzvah itself. Right. What is the mitzvah all about? And what we do here in our Chabura is that after we finish learning something, to really give it like a really good, you know, feeling of, I, I have this, I have everyone write a tefillah based on what they learned. And somehow when you write a tefillah based on what you learned, what you learn, it's like the Pasuk, Ve'adata hayom You have das, you learn something, but if you daven over it, that das, that information that you acquired, it really does go into your heart. And we put together a small booklet of the tefillahs of our Chabura about Ahavat Yisrael. And we're actually from 4 p.m. our time, I guess by you it's, it's 9 a.m. 9 a.m. We are publishing every day a daily tefillah written by one of our chavra, one from the Chabura. Um, on the ShlomoKatzProject.com, we're publishing every day now, during the three weeks, a tefillah, a modern-day tefillah about Ahavat Yisrael. So the main theme of the learning was, why did the Arizal Institute to begin davening by saying, Hareini mekabel alai mitzvat aseishel ve'ahavta l'reacha Which means in That's, English, Behold, I take upon myself the positive commandment to love thy neighbor like I love myself. And according to the Kabbalist Rabbi Yitzchak Luria, who was alive in the 16th century, the Arizal, that's how you begin prayers. That's like the gateway to start your daily prayers. That's actually what's inscribed on his, on his grave, on his monument, on his grave, that, this statement, this saying. Wow. 
And it was so intriguing. Chabad actually does this because they daven, their nusach is Tehillat Hashem, they daven nusach Arizo. It's written in their sitter that that's how you start davening. I take upon myself mitzvah to say, to love every year, to love every person. So this, the, the, this song is the song to those words. Absolutely. The, the reason, I davened the, for a while to Hashem to get a nigun to receive a song to those words. The reason I'm saying it like that is because if, and, and I'm being serious about this, is I'm not trying to joke around. If, if in fact the people that you learn with are writing tefillot on this theme, I, I mean, in, again, in all seriousness, not trying to be funny, are are any of those tefillot, you know, what you would call, you know, equal to or as good as as that tefillah, the Haraini that that you just sung about, that you're about to sing about for us? I would like to believe so. I mean, there's meaning. That, yes. I, yeah. Why? Yeah. Why can't I say yes? Yeah. No, I'm sure. The, the reason yeah. I'm surprised is because you know when when tefillot like that are written by you know great Torah giants, we always think they have a certain level of credibility and deepness and depth, I should right. say. Uh, but I guess what you're saying is that hey, somebody who puts their mind to it and really feels it can actually write a high quality tefillah. We have a whole section on our webpage. Right, I basically try to explain to people the art of writing your own tefillah and how it's such a necessity in today's day and age to connect to what we learn. So our chevri here are a little bit more, um, in Hebrew you say miyuman, they're a bit more trained in that area, but it's, it's, very, uh, it's very intimidating. It's like, what, you want me to be David Amelech? Right, well, right. That's, why you know, I'm, that's what you know, surprises me, frankly. Also, I, yeah. I, I think, and, and I'm sure there are going to be people not agreeing with me, those in the diaspora, but it just seems to me that these types of activities, like writing a tefillah for a, for a, again, excuse the term, an average layman, is much easier in Eretz Yisrael. Am I right about that, or is that just, a, is that just, is that just me talking from thousands <laughs> of miles away? <laughs> I don't know. I have to think about that. That's I don't know. Although so you've probably you've... sent in from people that live with us online actually send in their feelers too. But maybe it's more. Yeah. Maybe it just comes out a bit more natural when you're home. Although yeah. the truth is, when you go to Kivrit Sadikim in you know places outside of Israel, you probably also are inspired in certain yeah. ways. You've probably written some of your best work just sitting in those areas next uh, frankly next to those cemeteries right i mean guess in a, in a weird way yeah it sounds pretty it sounds pretty strange but yeah look, look the 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 ish kodesh the holy psf never said that every single emotion that you feel no matter what it is don't label it just accept it because it's a mafteh lanishama it's a key to your soul you get to find out who you are so we're very big on just taking advantage of of any moment of inspiration and see what lies beneath it. Yeah, I hear You'll that. never know. You never know what's lying beneath it, you know? I hear that. All right, I got to get back to I have so many questions I want to ask you on this now, but I got to get back to the topic. <laughs> Otherwise, <laughs> it won't really be a Shiva Sermatabu special. <laughs> uh, no but, but one day I will ask you which, uh, with, which Kvarim you make sure to visit when you are in Israel. All right, um, so if this, of course, is the beginning of the three weeks and a, an additional focus, and as we get closer to the nine days, and of course the commemoration of the Korban, uh, the destruction of the temple, we think even more and more and more about the whole issue of Avat Yisrael and Beidan L'Chavero and being Dan L'Kavzchus, Ahavat Chinam, etc., etc., etc. So, is it, I mean, do you get the impression that, that it is sort of a process like that, 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 as I said earlier, that these days are reminders for us about this very important topic, which needs to be really on our minds all year round, but these days give us an opportunity to focus more on it. And now, on Shavasa Pratama is on the very first day 
of the three weeks, the first day of this period of time leading up to the Churban, where again, our tradition tells us that that unfortunately our own hatred for each other had such a role in that. Um, it, 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 do you think that this fast is, has a lot to do with getting into that mood, has a lot to do with setting up the uh, the inspiring platform that we're going to be on for the next few weeks? Absolutely. I think that anything that Chazal has instituted, uh, even if it's something that I should be doing anyway, just like you said, I should already be yeah. having the Chorban and Avat Chinam, and I should have all those things already under my belt every every day. Right. But when, when Chazal come and they put their gushbank, they put their mark on it, then the days themselves are that much more powerful and are that much more open to do the work that we need to do. So one million percent. And it is this kind of, And this year, I mean, it's so funny. I feel like every summer we say, oh, my God, and this year it's different than every other year. <laughs> right. Okay. But, the, but this year is really different. Than the other. Right, right. I think it's okay. To, I think it's safe to say that that's probably going to be said with a lot more authenticity than any other year that I've been alive for. No question about it. Uh, The great great Shlomo Katz with us. By the way, one of the, in all seriousness, one of the the big differences for a lot of people is that even that many people who live in the diaspora are in Jerusalem at some point during the three weeks, and many are never outside Jerusalem on Tisha B'Av itself. And, of course, you know that, you know, those those of us who, uh, who have you know, made sure to make that a practice, now we're paying the price because we cannot oh, travel yeah. to Jerusalem. And it's going to be a very different Tisha B'Av for those who are normally in Israel and it will now be, you know, in, in, in cities around this country and the world. Very different. I, I actually have a lot of recollections being with you in, in the summer of, in, in, in Eretz Yisrael. That's right. Over the years. That's right. It's very, very different. It's something that, again, none of us could have ever, none of us could have ever expected. And we have to just really tune in deep and, and kind of stop thinking that we have to know the answer to everything and be open and vulnerable enough to say, Ribono Shalom, please make it a little bit clear what it is exactly you want. Yeah. Just a bit clearer, just a little bit. All right, I got to do this. Yeah. So you'll, you'll, you'll let me know if you have to run because I never could let go of you. But, but, <laughs> but we, I want to do this song with you on the phone. It's pretty short uh, so, um, uh, so we can get right to it. But uh, I, I just, you know, the comparison I always make, and, and I think you said this, toward, you were saying this toward the beginning of our conversation today. The comparison I always make is that there are many people, myself included, uh, who are wired in a way that when they need to internalize something, really understand it, a lecture, a sheer, uh, something that people are explaining to me, uh, they got to write it down. And once they write it down, it is really because, you know, it, it, it's there. It's there on paper, line by line. It's much easier for someone like myself to understand it, to to repeat it, to, to hop it, so to speak. And it seems that that is what you're saying about um, about putting song, putting music or any tune, to a tefillah. That once you've put it to a tefillah, now that you can repeat Harini, which we're about to play, over and over and over, where it's not just a line, not minimizing how important it is to use it as a line in tefillah itself, but it's not just a line, but but something that really, you know what it's like, you know what it's like, you you, mm-hmm. pro- you probably had kumzitzin, where <laughs> where the same song goes on for 45 minutes, I would bet. Oh, yeah. Right? Oh, so, yeah. <laughs> so when you have an opportunity to take something like this, which is so meaningful and such an important reminder for us and just, you know, do it over and over in one's head and do it over and over out loud, it, it, it really helps 
to just you know develop a uh, an appreciation for it. Anyway, it, one million percent. It actually becomes you. That's the point. Is that you know how people say you are what you eat? No, right. no. You are you are what you pray. You are what you daven. That you are what you learn. It becomes the tefillah becomes your essence. You know, in today's day and age, everyone always asks people, okay, what do you do? And uh, we always answer, the answer is, well, what do I, how do I make money? Right, that defines but, us, right. That, right. But can you imagine? It's like, what do I do? Yeah, I make money by doing that, but that doesn't define me. Mm-hmm. What defines me? I'm someone that wakes up in the morning and accepts upon himself the mitzvah to say to love every Jew. Right. All right, let's, that was the framework. Man, wow. Amazing. All right, let, let's get to this because otherwise I'm going <laughs> to make you stay here all day. Okay, here it is. Harani a cappella version, the great Shlomo Katz on our telephone line. Shavasar Batam was special. You're listening to JM in the AM. Harani mekabel, mekabel alai mitzvah shel Well, first of all, based on that recording, you have to make more acapella selections for us at number one. (laughs) Secondly, I mean, you obviously agree. I mean, you could just sing that over and over and over. You know, for four it's a very yeah, yeah yeah that one you could really go over. We start by our show in Efrat. We that's how we start davening every Shabbos the whole kehila. How so many? How I many minutes? Say the whole kehila. Whoever many, shows up, right, whoever's there at that time. <laughs> how many minutes does that right. last? How long does that last? Does I don't it, know. I'll it, time it this Shabbos. I don't it, know. I mean, does it last three to five minutes? Like, is it a real? It could. Wow. You could go over. This is no. You're right. This is one of the nigunim that it really is. Some nigunim, it's okay. You sing it once, and and right. it does the job. You're right. This one, is, this one really is like a yala. Otpam ve otpam ve otpam. Phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, all right. Yeah. I, I will let you go, but you got to answer this question for me. When you're driving in the car, uh, when you're when you're spending time with yourself, frankly, and you're deep in thought, what what? what so, and I know the answer is many of them and a lot of them. I get that. But give me one that's often in your head that you're often singing to yourself over it doesn't have to be your song it could be anybody's song but something that, that that you'll find yourself oh my gosh i've actually been just singing that for the last 20 minutes or you know going having it go over in my head for the last 20 minutes what would be a good example eight on cats carva the new one i just told this it's, a, it's the funniest thing 
just two days ago, I left a voicemail. I said, this is the weirdest thing. I can't stop. I'm trying to stop. It's not, I can't get out of my head. Yeah. You better tell but him to But you know make... what? It's part of the times. Karva el nafshi Allah. Yeah, I'm getting closer. We're getting closer. Our net, we're all getting closer. You better, tell him to, you better tell him to make an acapella version of that for us. Yeah, I'll tell him. <laughs> I'll tell Unbelievable. Yeah, all right. that's recently. That's the recent answer, yeah. yeah. All right. But you well, know what? The truth is, in the past, uh, if I think about it, there's definitely been mo- a lot of moments where Rabbi's sons had a few nigunim that, that phew, I'll sit in the car and I hear in my mind, I hear just over and over again, I don't know if you remember that song. Oh, one yes. Of their, oh, yes. I, <laughs> I knew the Rabbi's sons' LPs by heart. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. Wow, such great material. People don't even realize. You know, there's a lot of great stuff out there. I wish the younger the people... Be- oh, amazing stuff, I yeah. wish they'd go back to the old days and explore some of the, that era. Just incredible. Yeah. Beginning. All right, Absolutely. so so the bottom line is, and here's the re- and you know what the reason you're on today. The bottom line is, if you want to make and enhance your Shuvah Servatamos, your three weeks, your nine days, and really <clears throat> sprinkle in a heavy dose of Yahafta Lareach HaKamocha, uh, except, I mean, the prayer of Haraini in the song is fantastic, but just be more aware of it and make sure that uh, during this period of time <clears throat> we pay much more attention uh, to how we need to feel about our fellow Jew. Simple as that. And to, and to, be, to be open enough to admit that maybe I just don't know how to do it that well and invite Hashem into that place of saying, I need more help in this department. You know, I want to end with telling you, I want to tell you something. Um, we always talk about one of the classic uh, um, examples, let's say, of, of friction in the Jewish world, and you know this much better, of course, because you live in Israel, is the whole discussion about uh, religious Jews, non-religious Jews, how they get along, not get along, the army issue, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And when I would mention this to my father, uh, he would, who of course lived in Palestine from 1919 to 1936. He would, he would say to me, you know, um, in, in those days, if I could describe, to, and I won't do it on the air right now because out of context, it's a terrible discussion. If I could describe to you the hatred between the groups in that era, in that even the pre-state era and the beginning of the state era, if I could describe to you the actual things that went on and the way people physically treated each other and each other's property, you would be horrified. As terrible as you think things are today, they are worlds better. And as a Jewish world, and he would say to me, I know it's hard for you to believe this, but I've seen a lot more of this world. In the context of of history, in the context of these decades, we are all, both sides, so much better at this topic. So don't be discouraged. We've made great progress, and we can make even more progress. No, that's important. Yeah, it's certainly That's important to hear. I needed to hear that. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, and I'll share Thank some details you. with you off the air. All right, uh, an easy fast. Thanks so much for joining us. Continued success. I'm assuming that we're days away from yet another new niggin if we're going to stick to this 40-40 schedule, right? Uh, no, we're, well, we're three weeks away because <laughs> I I can't, I'm not putting out anything new until, <laughs> I know. until I, much like this. But yeah, but then, then, the, then it's going hit, to hit us week after week for Hashem a long time. Yeah, the floodgates will open. Shlomo Tadarabah. Yeah. Big hug, Nachum. Koltov. Bye-bye. Koltov. There he is, the great Shlomo Katz. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. Thursday morning broadcast. It is a JM in the AM. We call it a Shiva Servatamos special, and already it's turning into a real Shiva Servatamos special. As much as I don't like attaching the word special to Shiva Servatamos. 
Our friends at World Mizrahi have us at the YouTube.com slash World Mizrahi. YouTube.com slash World Mizrahi. Um, you could also go to Mizrahi.org slash three weeks. Spell it out. T-H-R-E-E. Mizrahi.org slash three weeks. Uh, you'll, if you click on the JM name, Shavasarvatam was special, then you will see it and hear it live as well. So you have a couple of uh, couple of options there of how to deal with uh, watching and listening. In the 8 o'clock hour, Charlie Harari is scheduled. <coughs> Rabbi Ari Khan is scheduled. Yeah, we're serious about the Shavasarvatama special. We're trying to inspire as many people as possible today, frankly, here at uh, JM and the AM and the Nahum Siegel Network. Rabbi David, Go- speaking of inspiring, Rabbi David Goldwasser's words, Zechonishmas Harav Zevin Rebiyosavalevi and Zechonishmas Esther Bas Rebiyosavalevi. Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. Good morning. The great Rosh Hashiva of Simcha Wasserman asks, why do we say Bonei Yerushalayim? It's in the present tense. It should be Yibonei Yerushalayim in the future tense that Yerushalayim will be built. We also read in the Tefillah, that Hashem returns the Divine Presence to Tzion. It should be in the Lashon Asid, in the future tense, not in the present tense. We should know that all of the long, difficult road of the Golos, the exile, is the beginning of Binyan Yerushalayim, the building of Yerushalayim, the Dasikanim explains, Baruch blessed are you in the field. This is Tzion, like it says, Tzion Soda Techaresh. Tzion is a field and it will be plowed. It doesn't say Techarev, it'll be destroyed, but rather it'll be plowed. The reason is, is because when a plow hits the land, it's one of the steps of Zria, of the future seeding and growth of the land. In the very last speech that Rebbe Chonon Wasserman gave in the ghetto, he said that somebody who doesn't understand farming once went to learn vocation. He went to a farmer to teach him the malacha. First he sees the farmer begin to plow up the field. The student asks, why are you destroying such a nice field? The farmer says, patience, and you'll understand everything. The next day, the farmer takes out a sack full of corn, and he starts throwing it all over. The Talmud says, why are you throwing this stuff out? You could use it. The farmer tells him, have patience, wait and see. After a while, beautiful crops grow. The farmer takes his tools and begins to cut down all the stalks. The student asks, why are you destroying your work? The farmer beats the stalks, separates the chaff from the wheat. The Talmud, the student, is completely baffled. When he separates it, the student still doesn't understand it. But when the farmer begins to grind up the grain, the student cries out, you'll turn all your grain into dust. Finally, when he puts in the water, the student cries out, you're going to drown it all out and flood it. Then he goes to bake it. 
And the student says, you're going to burn your work up. But when the farmer takes out the beautiful chalas, the student sees it and smells the aroma. Then the student begins to understand all the actions of the farmer. And so too, the great Rebbe Chanan Wasserman says, the farmer is a mushal to Hashem. Sometimes it appears that B'nai Israel is beaten. Sometimes we're scattered. Sometimes we're separated. Sometimes they try to ground us up. However, in the Akrisayomim, in the end of days, we will all realize that all of these actions caused our nation to become great. On Shivasabatamus, we reflect on the greatness of our nation, on all that we have been through, and we realize that our Tfilos, our prayers and our hopes are towards the future base of Mikdosh. May it be rebuilt speedily in our days. Good morning. The great
J.M. in the A.M. It is a uh, Shavasar Vatamu's Fast Day special here at J.M. in the A.M. Uh, my thanks again to Shlomo Katz who spent time with us this hour. Coming up in the 8 o'clock hour, Charlie Harari and Rabbi Ari Khan. Coming up here as a... Um, as we get set for a uh, a really, really inspiring hour here at JMNAM. This portion of NSN programming brought to you by our friends at A&H. Abel's and Hyman Kosher Hot Dog Sausage in Delhi is the world's best. And now they are at every Trader Joe's nationwide. Try A&H today and enjoy. Our friends at Artscroll are offering you an amazing deal. If you use promo code RADIO, Use promo code RADIO. You can order the Chumash with Teachings of the Talmud at 30% off and free shipping. 30% off and free shipping. Also, on all weekly Parsha books right now, 30% off if you use promo code RADIO. Go to artscroll.com, artscroll.com, and enjoy. Uh, If you haven't yet given us your resume, if you haven't sent in your resume, if you're looking for work or know somebody who's looking for work, send it to resume at nachomsegel.com. Resume at NahumSiegel.com. That's how you get us your resume. Resume at NahumSiegel.com. Anything in the Jewish not-for-profit executive world, we pass on to our friends at the Joel Paul Group. Otherwise, we try to help in uh, matching up employer and employee during these difficult times. Resume at NahumSiegel.com. Uh, tomorrow, weekly update, 7.40 a.m. Eastern Time. Malcolm Honeline, weekly update tomorrow morning, 7.40 a.m. Eastern Time here at JM and AM. Rabbi Yudin will join us in the 8 o'clock hour. Harry Rothenberg on Parshas Pinchas in the 7 o'clock hour. Um, also, keep in mind... Oh, you may want to follow a really nice um, a really nice Twitter feed that I'm going to recommend. 
you may want to follow a nice Twitter feed, especially if you're into the Jewish calendar. Uh, there's a Twitter feed. I want to make sure to get it right here. There's a Twitter feed called Jewish Calendar Tidbits. Jewish Calendar Tidbits. Um, underneath it, it says, at Tidbits Jewish. Uh, but it's known as Jewish Calendar Tidbits. It has a mug and David, a Star of David at the top. So if you get to that on Twitter, you know you're in the right place. Anyway, Jewish Calendar Tidbits literally gives us calendar tidbits about the Jewish calendar. Uh, so it says, for instance, Thursday, starting early tomorrow morning, is 17 Tammuz, a public fast day. Uh, but one of the things that um, Jewish Calendar Tidbits tweeted out earlier in the week, we will not be reading the Haftorah of Pinchas this Shabbat. And that is true. We're going to be reading the Haftorah of Matos this Shabbat because um, uh, once uh, Pinchas happens after Shabbat Shabbatamuz, the first Shabbos after, after Shabbat Shabbatamuz is the first of the three sad Haftorahs. So we'll be reading the first of the three sad Haftorahs this coming uh, Shabbos, and of course uh, then the second one next Shabbos, and the one for Parshas Dvarim, Shabbos Chazon, um, that begins with the word Chazon, we will read uh, on the Shabbos before Tisha B'Av. So that's how it works. Anyway, you may want to follow that Twitter feed, Jewish Calendar Tidbits. Jewish Calendar Tidbits. We get a uh, a lot of pleasure watching that um, Twitter feed grow. We want more and more people into the Jewish calendar and all the different things that we do as an interesting people. <laughs> Ten minutes before 8 o'clock. Hope your fast is going fast. Hope your fast is going well. Feel free to comment on the app. Go to the NSN, Nahum Single Network app for Android and iPhone and comment away. By the way, we got confirmation yesterday that our friends at the New Springville Jewish Center will be live streaming their uh, Tisha B'Av uh, program uh, on our network. So you'll be able to hear the entire thing right after JM and the AM. Uh, a whole series of lectures. We'll get you the exact lineup. Um, but it'll be a whole series of lectures that you'll be able to um, you'll be able to hear right after JM and the AM on Tisha B'Av morning on the 30th of July. Uh, and again, that's being done with uh, our friends at the New Springville Jewish Center on Staten Island. And as we get closer, we'll have more details, and we'll certainly pass those along to you here at JM in the AM. Again, feel free to comment on the app. Go to the NSN, Nahum Single Network app for Android and iPhone, and comment away. And um, we will continue with more of our a cappella format here at JM in the AM. And about eight minutes from now, Charlie Harari is going to join us at JM in the AM.
I guess they have to put that sound effect in because the album is actually called a Kumsitz in the Rain. <laughs> Three weeks formatted, America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio. Around the world on the web at NahumSiegel.com and the NahumSiegel Network and, of course, on the beloved NSN app. Well, I mean, I've I've spoke to Charlie Harari this morning for about a minute and already we've uh, <laughs> we've come up with a couple of really cool innovations to again tweak his uh, amazing presence here at the Nahum Siegel Network, and I thank him for that. By the way, coming up at 9 o'clock, he will be addressing the issue of disappointment. That's his theme for today, so you can catch that between 9 and 9.30 this morning. 
He also confirmed for me that um, that Thursday mornings are not the same when you don't have your regular large cup of coffee. Charlie Harari, welcome back to JM in the AM. Enough with such an honor to be back with you. Thanks for, for inviting me. You know, we're turning to you for inspiration. We're turning to you for uh, for you know helping us uh, alleviate this terrible condition that we get uh, on long fast days of thinking about mm. nothing else but food and drink. And, <laughs> and yet, and yet, you openly admitted me, to me this morning that you know what, Nahum, not have not having that cup of coffee makes it a different type of morning. <laughs> It's always different without the coffee. It's always different without the coffee. Uh, that's how it usually starts. Uh, we're starting the three weeks today. I've asked you to come on this morning live and discuss uh, uh, different things on this uh, Shavasar Batama special, primarily because, you know, funny enough, primarily because of what I just said. We focus so much, not a criticism, it's human nature. We focus so much on a day like today, especially here in this area of the world where Shavasar Thomas is really a long fast. Some would argue the longest, you know, except for the whole overnight thing on Tisha B'Av. Um, and, um, and we focus so much on, you know, when will it end? What will we break our fast on? And, you know, and, and boy, am I hungry and thirsty. But I guess the reality is, and I'm really turning to you to, to validate this theory, I, I guess the reality is that when our rabbis went ahead and followed God's example, because remember, it was Hashem who in the Torah commands us on Yom Kippur to, you know, the first of the things that we don't do on Yom Kippur is eating and drinking. So obviously that became really important uh, when it comes to the traditional public fast day. Uh, so when the rabbis went ahead and instituted this, I would assume that they felt that it, when one cleanses, when one, you know, suffers, quote-unquote, the way we do by not eating and drinking for a period of time, it will only help us and enhance our ability to bring more inspiration and more serious subjects into our lives. So the question is, can we in fact, can we in fact move away from this usual mantra of a Yeshiva that boy, it is hot, it is long, and it is hungry? and get to the point where today is a much more meaningful day? Yeah, I'm so happy you bring it up, because it, this is exactly the avoda. I mean, the goal is not... The goal of fast day is 100% not to be thinking about when is the fast day going to be over. And the goal of the fast day is 100% to be using the time and whatever you feel in which we don't eat towards getting to be better. I, I think where we really struggle in general is we haven't for some reason been conditioned. I don't know why this happened. I was, I'm spending a lot of time thinking about this. We haven't been conditioned to yearn for a time in which the base of maybe is rebuilt. Like, I don't know when we spend time thinking about how awesome it's going to be when God reveals himself to this world and the entire world's like, what? This is Hashem? We're totally in. Like, there's going to be a time, with God's help, where, like, when we walk down the streets, people are going to be like, wait, wait, are you really Jewish? Like, can you tell me everything? Because we're all blown away. Because everyone, the whole Barach L'Chatishtach of it, we're going to, there's going to be, what we have right now isn't it. We all settle for, like, 
a little bit of food. Everybody's healthy. There's nobody rioting. There's no, they're not, no virus keeping us in the houses. Like, if you can pay your bills and live your life, like, there's no more expectations that we're dri- driving towards. And I think this period of time is Hashem's way of saying, like, this is not all you can get. There's so much more in store. You just have to want it. So, like, I need to, like, get your attention. And if you want to get a Jew's attention, you know what you do? <laughs> you starve them. <laughs> That's it. The only thing that will get our attention. I mean, God made us. The only thing that we can. Think about it. The only thing. In other words, you're saying the four worst words in Judaism is what? There's no kiddish? <laughs> exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like, think about how many people are, like, focused on Tisha B'Av on God. You think of Tisha B'Av, you can eat anyone will be paying attention, right? Like, you think Yom Kippur, anyone would do to uh, to uh, you think we'd be taking your kipper seriously if God's like you know what at twelve o'clock you can take a little take a little break you know what I'm saying like sounds like listen guys I need you to pay attention to this and so this is the, this is why it begins and ends but I think like everyone who's striving for something you only can get through it if you have something bigger that you're going after. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, and if it's, we don't start doing that, we can't. You know, on the micro uh, on the micro scale, you remind me of the. You know, where, where somebody announces, you know, a, a big lecture or an Onik Shabbos coming up with a great speaker and someone will yell from the back, what are you serving? You know, like, right. <laughs> like that's the most important <laughs> thing. But it's funny because on a macro level, you're raising such an important point. And it's funny because I, I took very seriously our words with Shlomo Katz earlier this morning about the whole Beinadon Lechavero issue and how that is such an important part of you know, the next three weeks, because it's something we need to keep in mind every single day. But, you know, I sort of give the example like Mother's Day and every day is Mother's Day, but there needs to be a day where you really emphasize it. Same thing. You know, every day is is is, uh, is worried about Avis Yisrael uh, and working toward, you know, improving our Avis Yisrael. But obviously during these three weeks, it's more. And as we get closer to Tisha B'Av, it's more. But I think you're, you're making such a, a bigger point that as important as that is, and I know it's important, the national message, the national yearning, that needs to be at this time of year is not there. And sometimes as much as we are focused on the, you know, important mitzvos and the important concepts that we need to focus on during this time, sometimes we do forget the greater national mission that we have all year round and that we need to be yearning for this time of year. And I would assume that that's what you were referring to. Yeah, and, and when that becomes what you want, the suffering, so to speak, along the way becomes different, right? If I'm dieting because I'm part of a team that's trying to win a Super Bowl, me not eating that food is very different than if I'm just a regular person on a regular day. So whatever we're going through impacts, it's all, the impact that it has on us is in relation to what our goals are. So if our goals are, I want to stay comfortable my whole life. I don't, I don't want to come out of my comfort zone. Oh, my gosh, I can't eat. I'm uncomfortable. I'm going out of my mind. When can I get comfortable again? In six hours, I can get comfortable again when I eat again. That, that's, that's when the fast becomes intolerable. But when the fast becomes, I am striving for something greater. I want to see it with my own eyes. I want God to give it to us. When we can put a fast like Shivasa Batamas and the three weeks and Tishav in context, what would it be worth the price? Would we would me and you pay one day of not eating for a chance to see the base Hamigdash? It'd be worth it in a second. But when that's our mentality, this is the least I can do 
to hope to change what I'm doing to get me closer to the Beit HaMikdash. Then the whole fast is a different meaning. And the whole experience of the next three weeks is a different meaning. We're not just waiting for Nachamo. Like, this is like the game of, like, it's almost Nachamo. I get back in the pool, and I can drive around, and I can eat meat. We're, we're, <laughs> we're not waiting for Nachamo, because if Nachamo comes, and we don't have to pay that Migdash, we lost another year. And it's, it's all about how we perceive this thing. And it's funny, because as you're saying all this, I'm saying to myself, you know, this really does describe the difference between today as a public fast day and Tisha B'Av as the public fast day, because Tisha B'Av is not just a fast day. Tisha B'Av is literally a day of mourning. Tisha B'Av is a day that all of us are, you know, incorporate, you know, Shiva customs into what we do on Tisha B'Av. Uh, but today is more about, as you described, is more about, you know, not eating and drinking and just being more aware of, you know, what it is that we're striving for, what it is that we're yearning for. And I think that's a very big difference. On, on Tisha B'Av, we... We need to be, you know, sad and thoughtful and, 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 and you know, and, and behave in a proper manner on that day. Today, it's not a matter of behavior outside of trying not to eat and drink. It's more a matter of, you know, what's going on in our heads and what are we aiming for? What do we, what do we hope to accomplish? And I think... Yeah, this it, is the beginning. Yeah. And you need this type yeah. of beginning to get to that type of end, frankly. Absolutely right. This is the, this is how it's situated. It's an amazing thing that Chazal has done. He's created this space in time called three weeks, and this space is supposed to be a zone that all we're doing is striving. You know, the, the Siva Shalom says that in today's day and age, it's the most powerful thing I think I've ever read, and I'll I'll, I'll send it to you, Nachum. The Siva Shalom says that in today's day and age in Gullus, we're ready for Gula. We've paid the price. We've gone through the Holocaust. We've gone through the programs. We've gone. We're pay, we've paid our prices. We're done. We paid the ticket for Gula. But God's waiting for one more thing. We have to want it. Hmm. That's why what the Eitzahar does to us now is he gives us things that we're like, we settle for mediocrity. We're okay with being gullus. Nobody hates us. We're okay if, like, there's no anti-Semitism and there's no terrorism and we have enough money. Like, the Eitzahar just feeds us enough. You ever, you ever notice why now everything seems to be okay? Our grandparents didn't have this life. Our great-grandparents didn't have this life. For some reason, Gaulus is okay for us. And one of the reasons why, and Stephen Shalom says, is because he's feeding us enough to keep us comfortable so we don't clamor for Gaula. We don't expect more. And God needs that desire to deliver a big present called Gaula. So Chazal creates a space and time called three weeks, and it opens and it closes with its fast. And they're telling us, listen, I know it's busy, and you're running around, and you got to take care of your family. I get it. But here's three weeks I want you to think about this. Think about what it must be like. Think about what it would be like to live in Israel with no more wars. Think about what it would be like when all the cancer wars are shut down. Think about what it would be like to be able to spend their whole life talking about Hashem. Just think about it for a few weeks. And when we open by being uncomfortable and realize that this isn't our life, and we close. And you know what's amazing is we close in a month called Av. <laughs> God's like, I don't want you to be sad. I want you to want me. I want you to be focused. Right? I, I'm here. This whole game goes from I can't wait for it to be over because I'm comfortable to now I can finally pay attention to what's really important. Yeah, it'll be uncomfortable, but greatness is uncomfortable. It's funny because, as you mentioned, it uh, ends with a month called Av. It's also the the anagram bow to come here and. Uh, you know, oh, good. I never thought of that. It's amazing. Yeah, it's funny that you mentioned yeah. the two of them. 
one one represents yeah. our father and one represents you know come close to our father and you know and show that you want to be close you know it's funny that you talk about the um you know what would we do if we were told if you fast you know this will happen or the you know it's funny because in Jewish history we've had some interesting moments you know when Esther tells everybody to fast for three days you can only imagine what the reaction was you know she it, it, you know like even people who believed that if they fasted for three days they the, the Jews would be saved still you know we're we're not very comfortable as you put it I'm sure you know making that type of commitment again even the believers you know find it hard to make that type of commitment so even today when when you say, you know what, you, you take a couple of days and you really give them to God and you really set them aside as days that, that we will work on ourselves and ourselves as a community. You know, again, we're believers, but, you know, it's, it doesn't always, doesn't always feel like it's, uh, you know, th- that we're all in. Let's put it that way. 100%. You know what I always find? Um, I always find Hashem never lowers his expectations for us. Like, he doesn't lower it. He doesn't say, okay, fine, then don't fast. If you're not feeling it today, take this one off. Right. Like, if you, you know, he, I, I find that to be sort of very consistent with Chazal, with how we, we live our lives. A lot of that leeway. I mean, Chazal, when it comes to these types of fast days, a lot of leeway, right? But they, they push us. Right. Hashem's pushing us. He wants us. He, want, he, he wants us to step up. I always find when it comes to, like, the Shabbat, it comes to Shabbat, like, you feel like you're done with it. when you're done with God's help. You feel like you ran a marathon. Right. Like you feel like you accomplished. Like for me, at least, I break my fast on coffee. Right. Like that's just like you know Obviously. the thing that I <laughs> right. Like I mean, that's the, the you, thing that gets the blood in my veins. Do you even, like, do you even do you even sleep tonight once that coffee's in you? Like, <laughs> like what happens at ten no, p.m.? Are you kidding? We my, my everything when I think about a coffee or fast day, it's like we're like a, like I'm sending my coffee off to camp. I'm crying. It's the whole thing. <laughs> so when, when, the, the post. Fast coffee, and for the coffee drinkers that are listening, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Like the post-fast coffee, that first time that you can put your lips to the coffee at 9:30 or whatever at night, it's like it's like your chasana. Like it's it's a simcha. Like it's this great. It's a lachayim. It's a lachayim. <laughs> it's a lachayim. It's a real lachayim. Like, but it's an accomplishment. And you think about your would I ever be able to do this? But for Judaism, would I ever be able? to do this myself. Yeah, this, even this fast is so, it's so, it brings out so much of who we are. We're one people. We strive together. We, we're together in ups and downs. Like, you know what I used to love it on Shabbat Shabbat Thomas when I used to go into, into the city? I used to like see like another from Jew walking on the street and I look at him. He looks at me he's like, yeah, I know. Like we have this like, right. you know, like this bond. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, I know. But we got this. The club. Like four hours. The club, yeah. the club right? Like, <laughs> It's, we're one family. We do this together. We struggle. Tishabov is, is, you see a guy sitting on the floor walking around in like slippers. And like, we, we, once we realize that Hashem's not letting up on us, yeah. well, if he if can't, if the doctor says he can, if the rabbi says he can't, whatever, it's, whatever. But I'm saying Hashem's not letting up on us. You know, he expects a lot from us. And, and we can do it. And we can accomplish it. And when we do, it's going to feel amazing. And that would just scale it to the bigger scale of what's really possible for our nation. Achdus and and striving and more passionate Judaism. You can only imagine what we can accomplish. You know, it's funny because we see what's going on in this country right now, and some might say that that this was inevitable because there's unfortunately not the same level of faith, not the same level of values that we used to have. Uh, and I think that that's a safe, par of legitimate uh, discussion. You know, a lot of discussions that you can't have, especially publicly. But I think that's a 
safe par of legitimate discussion that as values and as um and as faith has d- diminished we've seen a certain direction in this country but what you just described the simple fast day that's what keeps us going that's what that's why that's one of the reasons we are so faithful and full of values because these things that we are told to do physically and these things that we take upon ourselves to 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 you know to inspire and enhance our spiritual lives through the physical really help us keep that level of uh, of emuna, frankly, of emuna, of faith, and and the values that we have, and I think it's a really important message. One of the I'm not telling people that they can't, you know, eat if they if they feel if they feel they can't make it through the fast. Obviously, any rabbi would tell them to do so. But I think one of the reasons why it's encouraging to to bring our kids up in this type of environment is that you know we 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 actually go ahead and sacrifice for the cause, so to speak. We actually show that we are ready to physically, you know, give of ourselves to make ourselves and our community better. Absolutely. And that's exactly the point, is that when we push ourselves, we realize how much we can accomplish and how much we can be, we can give. Um, I'm, you know, there's a great man who passed away recently. His name is Eugene Gluck. Yep. And he, I'm close to his family, and after Shiva, they sent me a video, it's an incredible video. And the video is of him. At the end of his life, he was getting, you know, less and less able to do things like fasting. And he had called the doctor to see if he can fast on Yom Kippur. And there's a video of him in a walker. And somebody who is not in the video apparently gets the call and says, you can fast. I spoke to the doctor. You can fast on Yom Kippur. And you see this man dance. And he's dancing. I can fast on Yom Kippur. And he is like, he is dancing in his 90s. I believe it. Because he he gets to fast. And I'm thinking to myself, how many people would would, would, would be, what, are you crazy on Yom Kippur in your 90s? Because when you do it and you're part of it and this is your people and you're willing to sacrifice and you learn how to, you feel the, you feel the meaning to what that's like. You feel the connection to Hashem by giving him a little bit of food. God gives us food in a way that no our ancestors never had food. We, we eat so much. We have so much available to us. We get a chance to give it back to him once in a while and say, by the way, for you, I'm going to hold back. And if we look at it like that, this is a, and by the way, there's a feel like this. In the Gemara Brothers, it says, and we do this in some of the Sidurim. When you take on a, I, I, I don't know if we're, I, I don't know if you do it on a public fast day, but especially if you ever do it on a private fast day, you, there's a feeling you say, where you say, Hashem, in Tanis Beit Tamezish, we gave a uh, korban, and it would burn up the fast. And it would, bur- and now I don't have, I can't give you a korban. So I've burned up my fat. I've held back food for me. So please see what I've done to, for, to my body as, as if I gave you a korban. It's an actual tefillah that the Omar Amaram used to say. Wow. When we see it that way, we're giving you a, we're giving you a sacrifice, Hashem. That sacrifice is me. And I believe in you, and I'm with you. And you want me to be, be focused today on you? I'm, I'm in. That mentality makes what we're doing meaningful. There's a purpose to the fast. So not just counting down to eat again. Every time you feel a little hungry, it's a carbon it's a Hashem who gives us so much. Yeah, those hunger it, pangs a, are worthwhile. They are worthwhile. Yeah. Charlie Harari helping us uh, be inspired on the Shavasar Batama special. Two off-topic questions to wrap up our conversation, if you don't mind. Uh, we're living in crazy times. I'm not asking you for a political commentary. 
I'm just asking for your confirmation that it is sad that our children, and I mean the community's children, are not, generally speaking, I know some are, but you get my point, generally speaking, are not in overnight summer camps this year. Yeah, it's super sad. It's heartbreaking. People, A lot of people don't get it. A lot of people don't get the education, the social oh. aspect the the growth the growth in every we can name any area and you could attach the word growth to it because it's growth in oh, every important area of life and every important area of jewish life and yeah and there's a research behind this the, the power of immersion what goes on in camp how much the kids grow how much they need it it's sad that the kids today this summer don't have summer camp you know, i don't know that. i don't know if you know this because because some people you know by chance in life will encounter some people like this and others will not but i have i i have seen children over the years who during the year are really not sociable don't talk a lot in group settings and in camp they're like the camp superstars so it's it's it's, uh, it's amazing just from that aspect how important that environment is for our children yeah, I, I sat in camps um, where these kids, who if their father would ever sing a zemer in their house, if he would utter the, the beginning of my, they would just shoot him down. Like, are you crazy? <laughs> like, the thought of a dad sitting around in gossip, opening up a, a bencher and singing a zemer would be like, forget it. And then they get to camp, and within two seconds, they're on top of some bench screaming right. like their lungs out. It's, exactly. I can't. I, exactly. you know, what, there's so many great camps, but in particular, there's one that I know you know well, which is Camp Cayley, right. where I've been there. And like you've seen, this is, it's miraculous what some of these kids do. Yeah. So at every camp, it's not just Camp Cayley, but it's all the different camps that are really giving these kids this incredible outlet. It is, it is that. And I hope that. Um, Our world has been COVIDed, Charlie. We've been yeah, COVIDed really. for the last four months. Yeah. And, and by, crazy times. And not, not to harp on it, but I got to wrap up with this because I'm just so curious. I when I have a cup of coffee after 3 p.m., I cannot fall asleep that night. How do you have a cup of coffee at 10 o'clock tonight? <laughs> Explain it to me. I, I go to bed. My last one of the lessons that I do when I go before I go to sleep is a cup of coffee. Why? It doesn't make sort of, it doesn't make just, sense. Yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you, I, I got to be careful after three o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah, you have to change your relationship to it. You know what I'm saying? It's got to be part of who you are. So right now, coffee so, you know. coffee has it over me. I need to have it over coffee. That's basically what you're saying. <laughs> I'm I'm caving into the coffee Nahum battle. I'm completely caving exactly. in on my side. You you own the coffee. You can determine when you have the coffee. You don't have to worry about it. And you good. Tell, you, 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 and good news for you, my friend. You're 13 hours away from that cup of coffee. That's a shame. I can't, I can't thank you enough. <laughs> can't I can't thank you enough. Thanks so much for joining us this morning. And an easy fast, That's a meaningful an fast, and just a fast fast as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And continue doing your wonderful work, Nassim. You're bringing us up. You're inspiring us. And you're making us bigger people every single day. So thank you. I appreciate that. Charlie Harari on the topic of disappointment coming up during Unlocking Greatness. That's at 9 o'clock this morning, just 35 minutes from now right here at the Nahum Siegel Network. Plenty more happening on a Thursday. Shivasar Thomas. I want to thank my friends at World Mizrahi. They are carrying this special live. You can go to YouTube.com, YouTube.com slash World Mizrahi. Essentially, you won't be seeing or hearing anything. Uh, you, well, you'll be hearing the entire show. You won't see anything exciting except me actually in the NSN studios here in New York. So that might be exciting to you. So thank you to World Mizrahi for carrying us today. YouTube.com slash World Mizrahi. You can also go to Mizrahi.org slash three weeks. T-H-R-E-E. Mizrahi.org slash 
three weeks. Click on the JMM Show Us Over Thomas special, and you'll see it live as well. More coming up, including Rabbi Ari Khan. You are listening to a Shiva Thomas special at JM in the AM.
J.M. and the A.M., our Shavasar Batamu special that's from Leif Tahar. Let's keep in mind as we introduce Rabbi Khan that he is uh, deep into the fast because he's in Israel as well as uh, Shlomo Katz was uh, and is. Um, they are deep into the fast, and uh, we'll take that into consideration as we thank him for uh, joining us this morning. Uh, rabbi Ari Khan is a rabbi, author, and educator. Um, he is director of the Foreign Student Programs at Bar-Ilan University in Israel. Senior lecturer in Jewish studies, serves as rabbi of the Mishkan Etro community in Givat Zev, has authored 10 books on Jewish thought, including the highly acclaimed Echoes of Eden series, has published hundreds of articles on Torah and Jewish thought, and has been an amazing behind the scenes and uh, sometimes in front of the scenes advisor and friend to us here at JM and the AM and the Nahum Siegel Network. Rabbi Ari Khan, welcome back to JM and the AM. Thank you. You have to update the intro there. I, I have more than 10 books already. Well, what's that? What number are we at now? I don't know. I have to count. You know, you know, like, sorry, sorry but Belie Einhara. Who counts? Who counts? Come on. Who counts? Um, but but a, new, a new one actually hit the, was was published yesterday. Seriously? Yeah. So we can wish you Mazel Tov, Anshavasar Batamas? How, how ironic not, is that? Not only that, you can buy it and see it long before I will. Because in America it's available, and where you are it's not. Yeah, and then who knows when they're going to ship it? That's funny. What's the name of it? I'll make you a shliach. It's called Crowns on the Letters. It's on Agadot. You're amazing. Um, first of all, I think you'll find it funny or ironic that uh, our very own Avrami Finkelstein, who is uh, always on top of our program schedule here at the Nachum Siegel Network, so every week he chooses a. Um, a show from our past to air on Throwback Thursday, which is 1 p.m. Eastern time here on this network. And today I get the note from him that the Throwback Thursday is a Shivasa Batamas program <laughs> from, uh, let's see here, a Shivasa Batamas program from July 2011, and Rabbi Ari Khan was the special guest. How do you like that? So if you want, if you want to see how different you think nine years Earlier, you could tune into yourself later on tonight. <laughs> well, yeah. well, if you ask the same question, I'll probably give the same answer. <laughs> I hope so. That would be that would be yeah. the the high, <laughs> that would be the greatest compliment, uh, the height of consistency. Uh, so, Rabbi Khan, today is uh, Shiva Serbatamos. There have been many many days of tragedy. There have been many days uh, in, in in in. I mean, there are many anniversaries and days of tragedy in Jewish tradition, and obviously, we all get that the the day of the actual destruction of the Beit HaMikdash of the Holy Temple should be commemorated, and certainly the way we do as a day of mourning, a day of fasting, and many other restrictions. How did Shivasar Batamuz, the 17th of Tammuz, when again, unfortunately, our calendar is so full of dates that we could cite in terms of tragic dates in Jewish history, how did Shivasar Batamuz become a date that became not just a public fast day, but I think we could all say, at least the way we treat it these days, a serious public fast day in our tradition? Well, I think the proximity to Tisha B'Av in the sense that we have, that it's the introduction to Tisha B'Av, which means had Tisha B'Av not existed and we would just have the 17th of Tammuz by itself, I, I seriously doubt it would have the same gravity. I, I think it's that perceived connection, which is actually, in terms of halacha, stronger with Ashkenazim and Svaradim, although... Uh, I think 
the connection is very clear in our minds, and it's clear in the the Talmud as well that speaks of the of this three week period as being something which is a whole period, no matter what you know if you're allowed weddings at this point or not. I don't know if that's in your mind at all. Sure. Israeli still Sardim still allow weddings right, right. now, right? And that would go till when? Till the nine days, or till Shavuot Shachal? Till till to, till to Rosh Chodesh. Rosh Chodesh Av. Um, and uh, we go ahead and we observe a day like today. And uh, uh, again, I think it's different from Tisha B'av because Tisha B'av is more of the day of mourning. I think today we're certainly, um, as opposed to the sadness of the period that's starting, it's more commemorating an important date. Um, is 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 the reason that public public days like this? The, the restriction is fasting. Is, is it because when God tells us uh, to restrict ourselves on an important day, obviously meaning Yom Kippur, the first thing he mentions is eating and drinking? Is that the reason that that has become the primary thing uh, when it comes to commemorating days like this? Because you could think, in all seriousness, there could be other ways for human beings to commemorate you know, a day like this. I mean, just, just you know, what some people do sometimes is you know restrict themselves from speaking at Tanis Dibor. You could see that that you know custom could have been you know the way we go ahead and acknowledge days like this. You know, behaving differently in our manner of speech. Why has eating and drinking gotten to the point where that's the main thing when it comes to a public commemoration day like this? Yeah. Well, you know, if you look at things in terms of the mission and the Gemara, you'll see that it's the fourth chapter of Tanit, which, by the way, for you is a Tanit or Tainis. I don't know what to speak when I speak to you. <laughs> all overseas. of them. All of them. I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say. <laughs> that when, uh, if you look at the Mishnah and then the Gemara, you'll see that all of the events of Shavasavatamas and of Tishabav come in the fourth chapter following on right after the first three chapters that deal with other types of fasting, you know, for lack of rain, other things like that. So already that sensibility was already put inside the mission itself, although there was, or there were people who felt that this day should be stronger, that all the four fast days should be the same as Tisha B'Av and by extension as Yom Kippur, not just in terms of uh, food, but they felt that the other things of Enoi should be included as well, and that was seen to be a bit excessive and too much for the average person that Zebra wouldn't have accepted it. You know, we have a hard enough time just with uh, just with Yom Kippur so, uh, and Tisha B'Av, so there was not a sensibility that we would do those as well. Does that officially go under the uh, uh, the umbrella of Tircha de Tzibura? Yes. It does. <laughs> it, it, it's like, it's like Tircha de Because it's, this is a... something which the Tzibura couldn't accept, yeah. Because this is a topic you and I have discussed uh, yes. in the past, yes. and and it's funny because, the, number one, I mean, it, it, it is amazing to me, thank God, uh, that our uh, our great rabbis decided that you know that it was too excessive and that, and that Yom Kippur restrictions more than, you know, once or twice a year would be uh, too difficult for the community. Uh, uh, but in addition to that, it, it, when one looks objectively, and I'm not comparing it to other religions right now, although it's really easy to do that, right? It's easy to do that in this era. But when one looks at our tradition, the way things operate, it is shocking that we don't have more public fast days. When you know how <laughs> Judaism has evolved and how our rabbis view the need for commitment of these types of restrictions in order to improve ourselves, in order to, as we discussed with Charlie Harari a few minutes ago, to, to, to achieve a national goal or yearn at least for a national goal. It is shocking that we're, I mean, I could, I could honestly see 
where, you know, during the entire nine days, we are told, you know, fast till sunset, you know, fast till or whatever, till says, whatever it is. And and that could have happened in our tradition. Are you surprised sometimes that we don't have more of these days in our calendar? Well, knowing the connection that Jews have with food, I'm shocked <laughs> that we have this many. So I, I think there's a there's a counter to that uh, that argument. <laughs> I still I, I still think the way our our uh, tradition operates, it's shocking the other way. <laughs> yeah. Well, no. There is this sensitivity. Again, it's interesting to learn philosophy out of halacha. It's something which Rabbi Soloveitchik spoke about at the end of a book that nobody ever read. I, I, obviously, I'm exaggerating, called The Halachic Mind, and I think four people understood it. Like, you needed a doctorate in, uh, in the philosophy of science to understand it. But at the end, he spoke about what he felt was authentic Jewish philosophy, which emerges out of halacha, and understanding what halacha asks of us, requires of us, expects of us, and so on. And uh, the fasting itself is, is interesting, but I remember years ago I was I was talking to somebody who I consider to be a religious family, and they said, yeah, every year on Tanitas there, we all have off, so we go off on a family hike. Right. And I just thought that was just so inappropriate. You know, I, I, it's like, yes, the fasting is important, but it's not the main thing. Right. The main thing is obviously the, the the feeling that we have. And But what halacha, actually, if you look at post at least the last 500 years, they sense that they need to lighten this, and they can't make more, and they can't, and, and they're very hesitant to make fasting days because they feel that people just can't handle it. The briskers, by the way, were especially strict about strict about not wanting to have fast days, and Rabbi Chaim was encouraged people not to fast as much as possible. Interesting. Because, I mean, among everything else, how can you learn if you're fasting? Right. So a whole day of Bittel Torah is uh, something which is justified. Like you alluded to me off the air, how does one learn Dafyomi without a cup of coffee? Almost yes, impossible. Yes. Rabbi Ari Khan yeah. is with us. By the way, you know, it, it's funny you say that, and this is not a criticism, it's an observation. I am sometimes shocked, based on what I know about people around me, I am sometimes shocked at who does fast on days like today and who does not fast, who takes it very lightly days like today. And I think that's interesting to, you know, to see who's you know, committed to, to make sure to never, ever eat on a public fast day, all of them, and to those to whom you know, they, give, they give their Yom Kippur and they'll sacrifice their day for Tisha B'Av, but the others are not of much interest to them. Yeah, it, it, I agree with you. It's interesting. And, you know, especially today, and maybe especially in Israel, yeah. there is this sensibility, which I'll call a common sensibility, of what do you need Shavos Tabatamus anymore? I mean, we have Israel, we have Jerusalem. What do we need these things for? And I think that there is this ideological position against it as well. And, and I'll, I'll admit something, which I shouldn't, but I will that obviously today in the situation with corona and uh, and so on, who should fast and who shouldn't fast is not a very simple discussion. Right. And I've been involved in, in, in discussing with colleagues, and I was asked to give sock and for various organizations and so on. And it, it was not a simple thing. And one of the things in my mind was that we need to be lenient for everybody who needs leniency, who we're concerned about in terms of health. And obviously health comes first. Right. But there was this thought that if we're too lenient, across the board. There was one rabbi who said to me, listen, Kivaeger said during the time of a cholera epidemic, you get rid of the fast day. You want to get rid of the fast day. I said, but we can't do that. We, we, I mean, I, I just felt it's too much. But in the back of my mind were all those people who don't fast anyway. And what would happen next year? They said, listen, last year there was an epidemic. They canceled it. Obviously, it's not so important. So even when we cancel it, you then, know, it's, I still think it's important for people to come over and ask for psaac. 
then why did it work in that era? In other words, if certain people felt that we in the diaspora should have not had a second day of Yontif this year on Pesach because of the isolation issue, because of the, uh, you know, and other issues as well, and 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 or I, I should be I should be careful how I say this. Not yeah. <laughs> not not that we should have abolished second Yontif, but we should have been much more lenient when it came to certain elderly people about what they can and can't do on the second day Yontif. I should be, make sure I careful how I say that. Um, and 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 those of us who felt that that our leaders, our rabbinic leaders, should do that, and again, not questioning, just you know, hoping that they would have taken that direction, and they did not. Do you suspect that that was their motive that they they were just concerned about, quote unquote, next year? And if and if if that's the case, why did it work in the era of Rabbi Kiva Eger? Well, first of Rabbi Kiva Eger, nobody nobody had Facebook or uh, Twitter, so things were isolated in terms of how widespread it would be. It would have been very localized. Good point. Today, things spread and very, very different. I See, I think that rabbis probably were very lenient when it came to individuals asking questions, but they would not in terms of public policy, because the public policy takes a, a life upon itself. You know, it's funny. I had a conversation with Rav Schechter about the topic of music during Sphira, because the rumor was going around that, uh, you know, because of the depression, not a clinical term, just a general term, uh, that that people were citing in terms of the whole mood. I mean, COVID mood, I'm sure, in Israel was very similar. Here, in the month of the Nissan and ER, was a disaster uh, with so many people in our community and around the country just, you know, literally passing away. Um, and it was very, and, and, he, and he had, I'm sure you saw this, it was in writing, he had said that, uh, you know, those for whom, you know, just for their own mental health, it'll be, you know, beneficial. Uh, a rabbi could certainly allow somebody to go ahead and, uh, and and listen to what we would call regular music, et cetera. But he, but he said to me, he doesn't think that that decision is a, is a community-wide decision. That's not something that, that he would recommend for our network, for instance, to make that change. We should still have that demarcation of, you know, of the middle part of Sphere sounding different than the than our regular format, and that's basically what you're saying. That today in this era, if someone of prominence makes a certain decision, it could just spread like wildfire, and every community will say, you know. And I'm just thinking, you know, it's funny. I I live in the neighborhood with with one one of, if not the greatest halachic decisor on planet Earth, um, here on the Lower East Side of Manhattan. And I mean, I know for a fact that uh, that people were you know asking many questions at that time, and the rabbinic leader would say. Uh, you know that that sock was made with a specific community in mind, with a specific question that was brought to me. Uh, and in general, you know, it is not my role to make sock or to decide things for other communities. But if I'm consulted by a rabbi of that community, I'm going to give a certain opinion. And you're so right that just the environment we're in now would lead to what people like to say the wild west out there in terms of you know things getting around and things not being followed properly. You know, let me say a couple of things about that. I was very polite. I let you speak. You see, that's your show, and I let you speak. <laughs> Thank you. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a nice. That's why you invite me back. Okay. <laughs> every every nine years. <laughs> <laughs> a, a couple of thoughts. One, Rav Shachter just now published something in terms of music during the three weeks, and I, right. and my sense is that he was even more lenient. Right. Which, which is counterintuitive because because right. Sphere is not as serious as the three weeks is. Right. 
That's one thing. Secondly, even in previous years for my students, I'd allow them to listen to music on their uh, iPods or whatever. It privately, is privately, privately. Privately. Right. And my reason for this is is that personal music, and, and I, I'm not sure if Postgame have caught up to this, really talking to kids and looking at kids and listening to them, that a kid listening to personal music is nothing to do with the wedding, nothing to do with dancing, nothing right. to do with happiness. It is a way of them to numb the world around them. And if this did lead to happiness, we would have the happiest generation that ever existed. And unfortunately, that's not the case at all. And therefore, I see zero correlation between a person listening to music privately versus uh, versus what Chazal, not, not even Chazal, I mean, honestly, we're going back to the prima gods of the Mughan of Ram, right. but even what they were talking about is the kind of music which is wedding type of music, which could lead to dance. So this is just so far removed from that, that I don't even know what to say. But as far as things spreading, my father called me the other day and said, somebody, I don't want to say who, somebody told him that I said that there is, that, I'm trying to remember exactly, that nobody had to fast on on Shavasa Batamas. So I, I, I asked him, so he told me who, and I'm thinking, because I didn't even talk about it yet by the time he called me. And I said, I'll tell you what it was. It was, I, I wrote something regarding Tainus Bechorus, Erev Pesach, and I said, being that the minhug is not to fast, I mean, honestly, do you know anybody who fasts? No. Nope. The minhug is not to fast. Right. The minhug is to go to a seum. Right. The minhug is to do something and not to fast. So I said, therefore, everybody can rely on a seum over Zoom or over right. something else. Right. Because anyway, the minhug is not to fast. So from that, somebody took that somehow I said that you don't have to fast on Shavuot Sabatamos. Wow. So like, like, like... <laughs> That's, I that's explained this to him what I said. He goes, "Oh, okay, that makes more that makes sense." I was, he was, I was trying to figure out what's far that maybe because of Corona, this that. So, uh, as I said, I, I didn't go that far. Yeah, I hear it. Uh, Rabbi Ari Khan is with us. Uh, we are uh, doing our Shavasar Batamus special, as we call it here at JM and the AM. Later on today at one p.m., the JM and the AM that we repeat for Throwback Thursday actually has Rabbi Khan with us. Um, doing the uh, Rabbi Khan with us from nine years ago, also appearing on Shavasar Batamas. Finally, Rabbi Khan, um, uh, th- we, we will not be reading the Haftorah of Parshas Pinchas this week. Um, oh, by the way, I meant to ask you, because again, we've sp- spoken about, I, I asked my kids this question last week, because you and I have spoken about Tircha de Tzibura, uh, not, uh, I'm trying to think how I would translate Tircha de Tzibura, not uh, inconveniencing the public, not inconveniencing the congregation. Um do you think that just like we read two partios certain weeks, I know you didn't, but we did last Shabbat, do you think there was ever a push to read two Aftoras during those weeks? There, there were some localized customs that either read two or some verses from a second one uh, when there were situations like that. But again, what it comes down to, there's no chiyuv right. to read the Haftarah akin to the chiyuv of reading all the parshos in the Torah. So, right. I, so there's I, a chiyuv on the and that's why we do. We inconvenience everyone right. by having a double parsha because there's a chiyuv on the congregation to make sure that every parsha is read. Yeah, look, the, the Gemara has a couple things that you have to get to. Which means the way that the, tri- the the way that the cycle of reading that we have the Babylonian cycle as opposed to their one in Eretz Yisrael, the minhag of Bavel to finish the Torah every year has certain things built into it. So therefore, we need to get to to uh, Parshas Devarim right. right right before Tisha B'av. So therefore, that's one of the times we're going to catch up. Which is, they were, no one was ever concerned about people traveling from place to place. So nobody ever cared about that because that just wasn't a reality. 
but that was a reality. We need to have Parshat Svarim, and uh, and the Tochacha needs to be, you know, yeah. back at the end of Ikra, that needs to be before uh, Shavuos, and the other Tochacha needs to be Rosh Hashanah. So there were things which were built into the system that really had to come out that way, and those are the reasons that they make the changes, or, or load up on double, and they don't try to catch up immediately. Yeah. I mean, that, well, that's one of the things that, you know, should be done. They should try to at least endeavor to catch up much earlier than they do now. Thank you. We should be doing whatever Israel does. That's in my opinion, at least. <laughs> and I don't even know what we, I don't even know. And again, I'm not a rabbi, but I'm just conjecturing and thinking out loud. I don't even know what the problem would be with adding if we if we if we don't mind double partios, you know, as a tirchel problem. Why not on Achron Shul Pesach just read the reading for the Achron Shul Pesach and the reading of the of the parsha they're reading in Israel that day? Like I just don't I don't get that. Like why not just Simple. The, 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 the twin brother of Tircha de Tzibur is Simchas Yomtev. It would definitely take away your Simcha. You want, you want to get to the brisket. I guess you're right about that. <laughs> um, so finally, uh, no Parshas Pinchas Haftorah this week. We will read the Haftorah of Parshas Matos. And and the reason is because the three sad Haftorahs have to right. be read in succession right. before uh, Tisha B'av. and and that has again. I I don't know where it falls in terms of the Dvarim requirement that you just mentioned, but it sounds like it's pretty serious that we have to make yeah. sure to get those three in on the three consecutive Shabbatot before Tisha B'av. Yeah, there's a psikta that talks about uh, these three and then the seven of Nechama afterwards. And uh, yes, so this is also something which is built into the system and needs to be expressed at that point. I mean, I do want to say one thing about Shavasa Batamas, sure. and that is that essentially, if you look at the things that happened, it's a, it's about a loss of holiness. It's not just national identity. It's about a loss of holiness from the very beginning, from the breaking of the luchos to the walls of Jerusalem being uh, broken, and so on. It, it, it's about holiness, and, that, and that's something which I think that we need to focus on, is that protecting the holy in our lives, and maybe especially this year, when we haven't been able to go to our shuls, our bate midrash, and the holy places that you know are sacred and important to us, have not that something's happened to them, but something's happened to us that we're able to go there. And it's the issue of holiness in our lives. That's really the change that took place. And Yochum and Zaka had this incredible challenge. What do we do in a world which has lost all that holiness from Yushalayim to uh, you know the Ezra's Nashim to the to, to the base of Mikdash to the very center there, Kodesh Kadosh and the Sanhedrin, everything there, and we lost all of that. So now, how do we somehow try to replace that? And that was part of the challenges the rabbis had in that generation. We're not looking right now for permanent you know, changes to take place, but at least we need to have that sensitivity. And I think that's really part of what the the focus or the the, the avoda on the on this day should be about. And to tie together what you just said with some of the things we mentioned earlier, one of the things we've learned in 2020 firsthand for those of us living in this country is when there is a diminishing of faith, values, and holiness, uh, there's not much left, and and society deteriorates to a really, really bad point. So we have a job. We have a job to keep our faith, our values, and as you just recommended, our holiness as intact as possible to our benefit, the Jewish world's benefit, the future of the Jewish people's benefit, and frankly, for the world's benefit. Absolutely. Tadarabah, Rabbi Khan. And an easy fast. Have, uh, have you two meaningful fast, and uh, maybe Tisha B'Av will be playing happy music, and we'll, uh, we'll have a happy conversation then. That would be amazing. We're by Ari Khan, everybody, on this uh, Shavasar Batamu's special here at JM in the AM. A fast, meaningful 
and uh, inspirational fast for everybody. Yeah, we wish you a fast fast, an inspiring fast, and a meaningful fast. And we'll start closing out our broadcast with uh, more of our three weeks format. We are staying with the acapella three weeks format here at JM and the AM, even with all the discussion we've had about possibly uh, altering things during this challenging year. You're listening to JM and the AM. I want to thank our friends at World Mizrahi carrying us on their YouTube channel this morning as part of their three weeks presentation and their special programming designated for the three weeks, the nine days, and Tisha Buff. And you're listening to JM and the AM.
J.M. in the A.M. This portion of NSN programming brought to you by our friends at A&H. Abel's and Hyman Kosher Hot Dog Sausage and Deli is the world's best. Now available at every Trader Joe's nationwide. Check it out today. Uh, also, a reminder from our friends at Art Scroll, 30% off and free shipping on the Chumash with teachings of the Talmud if you use promo code radio. Also, all weekly Parsha books, 30% off if you use promo code radio. Go to artscroll.com, use promo code radio. Our brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program heard on listeners sponsored digital radio around the world the web at nachomsegal.com and the nachomsegal network and of course on the beloved nsn app wraps up a thursday shivasa batamos at jm in the am full schedule by the way um encore presentations coming up from charlie harari michael fragan will have a new bro- broadcast uh, allison josephs will have the deputy mayor of jerusalem Miriam L. Wallach will have Rabbanit uh, Rifka Segal on the book Living Tehillim. Lots of great material today on Shavasar Batamas to stay tuned for here at the Nahum Siegel Network. No live lunch, but at 1 o'clock throwback Thursday, we'll go back to Shavasar Batamas from nine years ago. And then, of course, uh, plenty more all through the day. Tomorrow morning, we're back. Malcolm Holmline will join us, Executive Vice Chairman of the Conference of Presidents of Major American Jewish Organizations with a weekly update tomorrow morning right here at JM in the AM. Have an easy fast, everybody, and a fabulous Thursday. Till tomorrow, Nachum Sigal reminding you, remember the past, live the present, and trust the future.